Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rakuten. It's the smartest way to shop and save. Earn cash back at over 3,500 stores in every single category. We're talking fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, subscription services, and so much more. Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account or can send you a check. Membership is free and it's super easy to sign up. Rakuten has 15 million members who are already saving. Shouldn't you be one of them? It's a no-brainer. Shopping smarter doesn't have to be harder. Start with Rakuten via desktop, the app, or the extension, and let Rakuten do the deal finding for you. Start saving today at Rakuten.com or on the Rakuten app. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Uh, here we go again. Everton do need a new manager by the looks of things uh, here on Tuesday night. Carlo Ancelotti looks like he's going to Real Madrid. Uh, remarkable, really. Don't think any of us expected to wake up today and see this news developing. Uh, I'm joined by Dave Downey and Mike Diasha, and I was just saying, actually, lads, uh, saying today, Mike, before you got here, the last time I think all of us three were together, it was at the start of the season. We just watched Everton beat West Brom 5-2. We were top of the league. Everything was going well with Carlo. Rodriguez was pulling the strings. We thought, this is, this is it. This is all going to be different. And we're sat here, and he's gone. He's gone by the looks of things. Um, how do you feel about what's happened today? Narrator, this was not it. <laughs> like, that's all you can really say about it, isn't it? It's just it's one of them days where it's kind of unthinkable. Like, in in the grand scheme of things, when Zidane got announced that he was leaving, this didn't cross my mind, no. like, which is probably a bit stupid in hindsight. But, yeah, it, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like you said before you start, Matt, like, what do you even say? Because... This is an alien concept to us. We're usually normally ready for managers to be sacked. We're normally gagging for it. Like normally, <laughs> it's gone on six months too long, and we're all sat here going, please just sack him, please get rid. And it's usually our choice. We've been broken up with here, yeah. and we're not used to it. It's the first one since Moyes, isn't it? Who's left of their own accord, yeah, it looks yeah. like. Uh, yeah, I feel pretty numb at the moment, to, to be honest with you. And I feel as if, um, feel as if we're in uncharted waters in terms of firstly our hand being forced 
under the machinery. Mm-hmm. This hasn't happened, has it, when a manager's walked out on us? Um, <laughs> I'd like to think inwardly, maybe he's thinking I've got it right. They're leaving <laughs> us rather than me having to tell them to go. Then maybe Made the profit on conversation. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, well, unless it's a break clause. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'll come out in the yeah, next few days. That'll come out in the wash, won't it? What, yeah. what we're getting and what we're not getting and things like that. But. Um, my sister said there, you, you, you don't consider Ancelotti for these positions anymore in yeah. world football. And I don't think that's indicative of how good he is or how not good he is as a manager. Um, I think that's more of, it felt like we were the right fit in terms of many different things that aren't necessarily associated with the actual rough and tumble of football management. Uh, and by that I mean, he seemed like really happy, settled in the area, all that stuff that the sentimental people amongst our fan base um, which I get carried away with at well, times we all got wrapped up in it didn't exactly. we, yeah, we it all felt very sincere didn't it but from his point of view I'm looking at this from yeah. um, it felt like not, not sort of a retirement waiting room type of thing <laughs> but it, it felt like there was something different and nice about it there was a very nice feeling about Ancelotti and Everton um, and the way in which he spoke about us as well um, now unfortunately that looks like it's turned to a pack of lies but I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have envisaged being approached by Real Madrid at this stage in his, what is he 63 now? 61 61 um, I wouldn't have thought he'd be up for this again because you know it's you're on a knife edge constantly over there aren't you look, look, at, look at the way they sort of hire and fire managers you'd have thought he'd be beyond that sort of thing and you know I'm talking, talking, talking trying to convince myself into the idea that this was the place for him yeah. to see out his days as a manager and um, I don't know and then the other side of me is sitting here thinking you don't turn down Real Madrid if you're a football manager that wants to win things you don't turn them down do you so you guys will know more about that than me with European football knowledge but um, and, and yeah I feel pretty weird about it to be honest because it's come so quickly I'd have thought Conte would be right up there with, with uh, what happened into Milan um, you know, you, you, there's so many other fits I can think of who could probably go in there that they maybe see as, as first choice. But sadly, they've gone for the manager we thought was going to turn everything round for us. I think now you start to look at many fans have done it on social already. Um, a vindication in this happening, you start looking at it and thinking, oh, "Well, we finished tenth under them anyway. It wasn't anything yeah. special." But I don't know. I was, I was really looking forward to a big summer as we all do every season of course we say but it would have been a different big summer under him biggest summer so far yeah exactly yeah. Um, and now it's uh, it's even an even bigger summer isn't it when yeah. you look at what comes next perhaps but um, yeah it's a sad day really I, I liked them I liked the way we did certain things I know there were gaping holes which we'll get on to talk about home form in particular yeah. but in general I thought we were on to a good thing and uh, it's sad that we won't see what would have happened had he stayed around yeah I think I think um, Mick Greeno put that on Twitter so I mean, it's it's not the fact that he's, he's gone it's the it's sort of never knowing what could have come next Mike because I think we all sort of you know we, we mentioned a few times on the show towards the end of the season people sort of were drawing the battle lines weren't they in regards to this is all the manager or this is all the players and it was getting very much like that and I think people are looking at Carlo Ancelotti and saying, well, there's a lot of questions here going into the summer, but he should be able to provide the solutions for them. If you're getting better players, who knows what's going to happen? But I suppose we're never going to know the answer to that. And that's sort of going to leave a bit of a weird feeling around this is Everton tenure and a bit of a question mark around it when you look back on it and say, what did it, what did it all mean? Yeah, definitely. I think that we all saw this summer as quite pivotal, really. Because um, this was the first summer that you really started to get rid of a lot of those contracts from previous managers. 
and whereas now we've suddenly shifted to all right so we've now got a load of contracts from another previous manager <laughs> yeah. which i don't think we, we were really <laughs> expecting to happen but i think if we're all honest with ourselves i know i've certainly done this at times within the past what three four months we've all internally gone is the manager doing his best here is is he getting the best out of these players are his sub spot on, are his tactics spot on. So he's not infallible. We can't say that straight away. And there are conversations that needed to be had around that. Maybe we didn't have them enough. But I'm weirdly, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't say excited. I'm just curious now. It's like a morbid fascination. Not, 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 I don't think it's morbid. The things feel too settled for you for too long, Mike. <laughs> like, 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 I don't think it's morbid. But this I, is where we come into our road, where it's just mad uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I say, I don't think it's morbid. I think what it is, is that for so long, I've wanted Everton to create an identity. Yeah. And they still haven't done that. Yeah. Whether it was Marco Silva, who was chosen before the director of football was in place. Whether it was Carlo Ancelotti, who was chosen by a choice to overrode what the director of football wanted. Now you're just kind of a bit like, can we actually make a plan? Like, I don't want to see four or five managers on a shortlist that all yeah. represent completely different things. Yeah. I don't want to see David Moyes and Diego Simeone next to, I don't know, Roberto Martinez or whoever. I don't want to see that. You need to see four or five names that are really, really similar. So I'm kind of curious now, like in a really strange way. But like, just just to go back to Ancelotti, like, I'm sure we'll come on to the rest of it later. But like, I, I don't feel cheated. I don't feel like, I don't want to go as far as a pack of lies and all that stuff. I kind of think that he really bought into Everton and fair do to him because we've seen what it's like when managers don't, like Ron Koeman, and he enjoyed his time. But Real Madrid wanted him and let's be honest, I don't think any of us ever thought he would get back to a position that high ever again. I'm sure he thought that as well. But if that happens and they offer him a lot more money, which let's be honest, Real Madrid do, because that's how why they're in so much financial trouble. I mean, what do you do? Yeah. That's 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 a problem that every single club in world football faces at some point. We just haven't had it for a while because we've been so awful. Yeah. Well, they're not they're not hiring him based on his his recent credentials, are they? Because it, 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 he was sacked by Napoli. Mm. He's come to us and got us guides to tenth in his only full season. You know. If, you, if you're actually looking at the credentials for the Real Madrid manager and what they want, they've gone for him perhaps for slightly nostalgic reasons in that he's a very well-liked character as he is everywhere. His reputation yeah. precedes him in that regard and I think that's why Perez probably sees him as somewhat of a, uh, a sort of calming influence yeah. going into a, a club that's had its upheaval recently. Well, he's perfect in that situation, isn't he? Oh, of course, he knows yeah. the club, he knows the Madrid media, he knows Correct. the fresh cover environment of it. You can see exactly why they've got him. It's an easy, it's an easy yeah. choice. I mean, and he, that's, he, that's, it's easy. You know, they'll look at us, won't they? You think tenth place team in the Premier League? Easy to choose, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he, he, they'll expect him to go in there and have that calm influence. For instance, I've seen a piece on on Sky earlier where um, a couple of their pundits were talking about his relationship with Gareth Bale. And yeah. he said all along bail and he's going to go back to Madrid. Um, you can see Ancelotti getting a kick out of him now, even though yeah. he's in, entering the twilight stage of his career. Um, there's all that sort of thing. I think they're trying to get more bang for the buck with Ancelotti, given the financial constraints that are going to be on them in terms of recruitment. Um, that's why it'll be all the more interesting to see how much Everton get from this uh, if they're having to pay a, a substantial yeah. fee in terms of compensation. I don't think it'll be a substantial fee. Do you not think so? No, I think there'll be all sorts of break clauses in there that 
because Everton will have thought, well, the only chance we've got him is giving him a lot of money, yeah. and if the opportunity ever arises to go back, it has we, to be a lot of compromise when we've approached him. We would say, out yeah, for him potentially if a, if a big club comes. Yeah, in. yeah, I agree. Um, with that. Just on very quickly, he's recording this now. So, uh, Real Madrid. Everton confirmed that Ancelotti's left to join Real Madrid. The club says thanks for the support, fans for the support, stresses his respect, and calls it an unexpected opportunity. Says he hopes the club can achieve exciting opportunities, but it's the right move for him and his family. So it's done. He's gone. It's done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very, very bizarre. Do you know what? It's just, it's, it, it's just tiring. I wouldn't even say sad because, yeah, it's one of those things. The, I think the one thing that you always know when you support Everton is the players, managers, all sorts of people, club staff, they will go. But we will be here yeah. for all of eternity. I can't remember you put that on Twitter before. It was a really good point. But we're the ones who will stay forever, yeah. and you've just got to be curious about what comes next. Because what else have we got to do with it? We can't sit here because whatever we feel about it, it makes no odds. As he yeah. says, if that's the right move for him, that's the right move for his family. Fair dues, who am I to say that? Because he doesn't, he owes no obligation yeah. to Everton. And of course, they had the break-in recently as well, yeah. and stuff like that with his family, and you know. But I think, I think when I sort of look back at it, and I did put this on, on Twitter before, and think about Angelotti and what you know. Like I said, Mike, it's not sad, it's just a bit weird, but I think I'm going to miss him more than him as a manager. I felt like he was a great figure out for the football club. I think he represented Everton Football Club very well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, He's an absolute gentleman. Clearly brought players to the club that never would have come to us otherwise. But it did sort of feel... I don't know, I, I know we got more points than last season. I know we finished higher than we did last season. And I know we had a great away record. But I just watched that team come towards the end of the campaign... And honestly, all the things that people said about Angelotti to be wary of before he came to Everton were all starting to happen. The team wasn't fit enough. There was no identity. There was no structure in midfield. They couldn't press. But you know, we didn't have we didn't have the players to to be able to go out and win matches that were were sort of on knife edges at home because you know, like he would have done a bigger uh, and you know bigger sides with more players. And it just felt like it was all slowly coming to, to a bit of a halt. And in, in those final weeks of the season, we had something close to resembling our best 11 on the pitch for, for a lot of those games. You know, the injuries sort of all healed. Obviously, Hamas was in and out. But, but other than that, it was pretty much close to our, our, our strongest 11. And it yeah. just does no sign whatsoever of the... I mean, don't get me wrong. I am not looking forward to another summer of instability, of conjecture, of all kinds of players and all kinds of managers being linked to this football club. It's, it's not a good thing for us. But I did look at that team towards the end of the campaign and just start thinking there are some worrying signs starting to emerge a little bit here. Definitely, I think the one thing that we do have to caveat is nobody wanted this. No. Like, but we're in a position now where you make the best of it, don't you? Yeah. I think that's what I really, really hope Everton are going to do. Because I think it starts with us as well. Like, We can't sit here. I don't want this to be... For people listening, a big panic of a half hour, 45 minutes. It's just, one, it's just one of the eyes of Rob Vera, who said this was going to be the darkest podcast yeah, ever exactly. with you two on. I don't want it to be that, because no. because we've been here before. It doesn't matter how old you are. You you will either go back to being an Evertonian in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, and you'll remember heartbreak. You'll remember something going yeah. wrong. You'll remember adversity. And do you know what? This is the next in a long line of it. So be excited for what comes next because there will be good times, there will be bad times. And I just want to see identity. I, I know I'm going to keep saying it and I feel like that's going to be my buzzword of the summer now because I feel like this has gone on for too long. We haven't had an actual 
proper identity probably since the first season of Martinez. Yeah. I think maybe we're asking the wrong questions, and, and I agree with Mike what you're saying uh, in terms of getting an identity established. The one thing I think categorically all Blues, regardless of your views on any player or managers, have agreed on that there's been no identity. And it wasn't under Angelotti, you know. I'm just sat here thinking now, are we asking the right questions here when we're, when we're going, looking at, not, not just towards hiring a new manager, but also with recruitment in mind too. And the, the, the glaring name that's coming at me is Marcel Brands here. Yeah. And him, I mean, look, I know he's he's divided the opinion to a certain extent. I still think he's been probably an overwhelming success with many, not an overwhelming success, a success with Seven a lot of fans. Ten. Yeah, I think a lot of fans would say that. Me personally, I'd, I'd probably rate him slightly lower than that. I expected more. I wanted a lot more from him, obviously. But now, I tell you what, you put him on the board, you give him a new contract, which will be a lucrative one because apparently Man United and other clubs are sniffing around him. He's got to step up now. That's, the, if he, that's if he's allowed to. You know, I, I, I'm sick of seeing fair coat and no because I, I want I want someone there now who's going to show some bollocks. But and, that's, again, that's if he's allowed to, because don't forget that... We sit, but they've said, they've said on record that he is. It was... Uh, do you believe I wanna, that? Well, I know, but that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't believe anything the football club says. But, but the idea is, um, and I suppose he could probably point to this as a mitigating circumstance right now, is that when Ancelotti came along, that would have muddied the waters. Because how many times have we said, yeah. if Ancelotti wants a player, he probably can pull rank over uh, Marcel Brands. Uh, but now, he's the lone ranger, as far as I'm concerned. Well, well, he, that- he has to be. If we're, if we're doing this director of football thing properly, and it's been at sixes and sevens, if we're mm. honest, hasn't it, in terms of recruitments, how many times have we sat here and debated whether it's a, a Brands sign, and a Silver sign, and an Ancelotti sign? And, this has to take he has to take control of this now and show us what we've invested so much in with this guy well do you know do you know this situation we're in right now where our manager has gone unexpectedly to a club to come and poach them and we're all sat here going what do we do next this situation right now we're in exactly is what the director of football model is meant to it's meant to make easier for you because you're meant to have someone it shows you more and more that Ancelotti wouldn't have been and I sort of knew this they wanted to accuse this spreading rumours and stuff at the time but I have decent people that Marcel Brandt didn't want anything to do with Carlo Ancelotti's initial appointment because well, it wasn't that, that was common knowledge and it, it? yeah exactly and, but, and in the end when it come out um, and that shows you that tells you everything you need to know in regards to the job they would have had and the relationship yeah. they would have had over the last couple but, of years but if Brands was a traditional director of football in charge of bringing in a manager in charge of the academy in charge of recruitment, in charge of setting a style and a template for the way in which the team plays, all the things the director of football is supposed to do, then what would happen right now after you've lost your manager is you just carry on. But you go and get another manager who, play, who plays in a similar way, um, maybe not exactly the same, you may have to change things out a little bit differently and tweak things, you know, because not everyone's got exactly the same principles. But you take that one piece out of the manager and everything else just keeps rolling on because you've got this one person with one identity who sets sets the template and sets the tone in yep. other areas, but we haven't done that. No, we, we haven't done that. We, we, we've had a, like so it's been like a figurehead position, hasn't it? Absolutely, we've had, we had the director of football. So what we've got now is we've got a situation where we've got James Rodriguez and Alan on short-term deals, who only came to this football club because of one fella, and he's gone. And you know <laughs> what, what happens to them? What happens to the style of football? What happens to all the the other targets this summer? Yeah. And I think if Everton had implemented this model properly. 
and not in a half-arsed, half-baked sort of way, yep. then we'd be probably feeling a lot better about things now. But, but I totally agree with what Mike said in regards to brands. I feel as though while he he's got, should have done better, at times I feel as though it feels a little bit as though either his wings have been clipped or he's been asked to do things that he shouldn't have to do as a director of football. Yeah. I'll be honest, it feels to me that it's like water and oil with Marcel Brands and Everton. Yeah. Like whether it's, whether it's Ancelotti or whether it's Farad Mashiri, it constantly feels like he is not he he is not in time with that. And like you're saying, that's not the way it should be. And yeah. I feel like until we see Marcel Brands given the full reins, then we can't actually sit here and justify whether he should have a position at this football club or not. Why three years on do we still not know if he is a good director of football? Yeah. Why are we still exactly. not sure about that? Yeah. It's because any time a massive decision needs to be made, he's not allowed to make it, which is just mystifying. And he's on the board of the football club, yeah. which is, is mad in itself. It's <laughs> like, just it's mystifying to it, me. It's, it's almost as though that position on the board was like, because we're not letting you be a proper director of football, let's let's give you something else to, to book you. And obviously that's that's sort of you know bit of conjecture there yeah. but um just before we wrap up obviously we're going to do loads of content around this in the week um, if you want to hear stuff more from what's going on uh, in Spain's point of view Ben's got uh, Paul McPartle and, and Alan Healy on the Monday show over on Patreon uh, later on today so that should be really interesting as well uh, but <laughs> Dave what, what happens next um, it, it's I think what I want to sort of stress here is I remember when me, I think it was me, you and Les did the podcast after Silver had gone. Um, we were talking about David Moyes and a list of candidates and we were getting very panicked about that and obviously we ended up getting Angelotti and that did sort of come from nowhere. At the moment, the names being mentioned are the likes of Nuno Santo, uh, Eddie Howe, Rafa Benitez, Steven Gerrard, unbelievably. Um, I don't know who the football club was briefing that to Greg at the Athletics today. Um, what on earth's going on there? Um, but of the names mentioned, is there anyone who excites you? Is there anyone who terrifies you? I mean, Gerard Bond would terrify me, not because of any <clears throat> fan allegiances. I just simply don't think he's had enough time uh, in a managerial hot seat. He's it just will never, ever, ever, ever. It's never going to happen, is it? Let's yeah. be honest. Um, I'd be intrigued, again, this would never happen, but I'd be intrigued to see what Benitez could do. I don't think that would ever happen either. In terms of your want, there's not one outstanding candidate here. And that's why what Mike said at the start of the show is what excites you, in inverted commas, because I don't know if excitement's the right word for me here because I'm like, how many times is this going to keep on happening in our lives? <laughs> Excitement's all we got there. Well, it's too many what's times. A, and do you know what? What's, what's how you feel to... right now is excited to get year-round. Yeah. As an Everton fan, I suppose, there's every, way, every reason to say that. So, Biggest uh, summer ever. Yeah. Just do me, an, just do me annual scouts of Vito Pereira on, on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, he's been mentioned. See, see what he's up to. Fonseca's <laughs> been mentioned, hasn't he? I've seen a lot of people yeah. even talk about Martin. See, back, see, see, what, see what lads are from Malky McCann. Can you believe? <laughs> can you believe El Clasico is going to be contested if Cumin oh, stays at Barca? Yeah, Cumin yeah. versus Carlo Ancelotti. Cumin will be Two gone. former Everton managers. I mean, you told me that what six years ago. You think brilliant? Yeah, you would. You think they clearly come to us? What a few trophies and Barca and Real have hired them based on how well they've done. And Martinez is going to win the Euros of Belgium. Well, there you go. Yeah, we are we are through the looking glass there, aren't we? I'm going to bottle it because I can't tell you the candidates I'd have I think I think what they'll do I think 
noon, I would be quite high up on their list to go and have a look at. Mike's shaking his head vociferously. I'm not um, quite as against it as Mike, I, I don't think. I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that in terms of I want that, Mike. I'm talking about that. I think that they might well do that. I think it'll be a manager out of a job. I don't think they'll go and poach someone from elsewhere. Um, that tells you what you need to know, really. If a manager's out of a job, you've got to ask the reason why. Who's your dream on the. Really obviously question. take I don't know maybe maybe you can include Conte in this I'd, he'd, he'd be a dream one for me given yeah. I'd, I love him as a I mean I don't think as a manager a as a profile as a person but he's, un- he's unemployed yeah so. he'd, he'd be dream realistic dream I don't have one <laughs> <laughs> um, but I it wouldn't surprise me if Nuno Espirito Nuno I have to get used to saying his name <laughs> Nuno Espirito Santo is the next Everton manager it wouldn't surprise me if that happens Mike how do you feel whilst what comes next and who might come next I'm just ready for it yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it I'm always ready for it I just any opportunity Everton can get to actually forge an identity and score some goals and pass the ball well would be quite nice I think well, the book the bookie's favourite is Benitez he's 4-1 favourite wouldn't hate it wouldn't Moise. hate it uh, would hate it yeah, yeah. Hate yeah. yeah. He's just signed new contract at West Ham, hasn't he? Has he? But I don't. He's not going to leave West Ham. I've heard people say yes, and I've heard people say no. He's not going to leave West Ham to come to us. No. Would you at the time? No, I can't. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this conversation. Well, it shows maybe, the job he's done. Maybe we should just get Mark Ogden in and just forget uh, all about please, it. Please, yeah. please, Lord, not Eddie Howe. Well, Potter and Trees. I give you that one. I think Potter and Trees. The thing is with Eddie Howe. So obviously, the talk is that Ancelotti's been in discussion with with Real Madrid for the past couple of days. Eddie Howe turns down the Celtic job two days ago. Bill Kenwright's been spotted on the South Coast. <laughs> that's not actually, true. I don't know. That's not true. People have been conversations. <laughs> but like that's yeah, that's the ultimate don't want. I I, I don't think he's done anything to any Everton yeah. job. I don't want him yeah. anywhere near the club. And um, for me, I'd I'd really like Graham Potter. I'd really like it because he his team's passed the ball well. It's, not a, it's a miracle that brightness in the Premier League. I don't, I don't want to go that far, but he got a team that was quite basic and quite one-dimensional to play some really good football. And I'd be interested to see what he could do with better players. Um, and I know that if you brought in a manager like Graham Potter, Marcel Brands would get the full reins, which yeah. is another reason that I'd quite want him. more of a coach um, than a manager. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, alongside that, the fact that his teams create chances. Fucking hell, give me Everton that creates chances. Give me that right now. Inject that into my veins. I want that. Maybe but, you put Cavalier in there, sorry, this yeah. year. But exchange yeah. for well, what, about you, Matt? what about you, Max? What about you? I've got no, like you, I've got no strong, strong yeah. feelings, really. I think, I think Glasner, obviously, did great in the Bundesliga this year. He's would have been interesting show, but he's just moved to, to Frankfurt, yeah. I mean, we've missed the, missed the boat on, on that one, haven't we? I mean, just, just for you guys, like, you know, seems to make you both recoil. I'm, I'm not like overly infused by him but I could see why they, they might look at him I think he, he's done, he did well with Wolves got into a European quarter final and he had his best forward sold this summer he was the one has been out for the season with a, a fractured skull and that's obviously impacted them a lot I think overall he's done he's done relatively well there up until this mad season where they've had injuries and, and they lost the best player Yeah, I'm just, well, not, I'm just, I'm just not infused by him like, there's, there's nothing that's making me go yeah, okay. I can see. I can see an actual way that that would work. I know it, it probably sounds. It probably sounds stupid, and people will be giving me all sorts. But I can see that with someone like Potter. I could yeah. see it with Lucien Favre. Like, I'd go and lash all the money in the world at someone like Marcel Bielsa. Yeah. Like just 
But you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just see the madness. Go, but go and get Imagine someone. Imagine Hammers in the Bielsa team. Say that about half the players, really, couldn't you? Given but, the lack of energy we show at times. Uh, but that's the one thing I want. I don't care if it's... I don't care if you're infatuated with Diogo Simeone, who you're never going to get, with Pochettino, with... Graham Potter with Martinez. Oh, same um, again. Same again, please. Nice. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Or with whoever else. But no matter, apart from who it is, I want to see five people on a shortlist who could all be interchanged into the same team. That's the one thing I want. I don't want to sit here and go, well, you know, they're after Graham Potter and they're also after. Sam Allardyce or... Sean Dyche. <laughs> but you know, exactly, I don't yeah, want that. Yeah. I don't want... I think you've... In, in saying that, Mike, you've, you've answered a lot of... I think myths around that director of football role there because the fact of the matter is you know those people will be on the short list mm. and that vindicates exactly what you're saying and, and it goes against the football club in that model, doesn't it? Because everyone on that list is going to be very, very different. Well, who, who, I can't remember who cover this exact quote today but who was it who shared the report saying that Everton are after quote a big name to replace Ancelotti well, if you went, I think does Miguel anyone, Delaney put that up I mean often. does that stuff just not show that it's the it's the people at the top of the club who are still driving this well, it no, is because, because yeah. it shouldn't be a big name it should be the best person for the job because ultimately. Mishiri's obsession yeah. is marquee yeah. signings and a marquee manager well I think he's he's always you can see a mile off he's always wanted to deliver that ever since he's came to the football club is to have that statement and Ancelotti was one let's be fair he, yeah, there's no chance yeah. of Everton getting him in, in, in any real world at the time there's no chance of him getting in there also, but what you're describing what I think you're going to say is he shouldn't be the one who's making that decision absolutely not yeah. no. but it, it's, it's, all, it's not just trying to make a statement it's trying to take a shortcut isn't it? Yeah. by doing that you are trying to say this person is a big name they might have had success 5-10 years ago Maybe they can just do yeah. it for us in the future. This might sound strange. Yeah, Everton don't have the money to do that. Everton don't have the money to take a shortcut, and people well, will barking at, people will be barking at whatever device they're listening to this on, saying, "Oh, he's a billionaire. Usmanov's behind him and stuff like that." A complete fallacy to me, because yeah. if you appoint a manager like Ancelotti and you want it to work, it's quite obvious now that 50, 60, 70 million pound summers simply aren't enough. If you want to take that shortcut and you do. I mean, obviously, there's, there's there's plenty of potential minefields in it not working anyway, even if yeah. you don't do this, but you need wealth yeah. of Manchester City proportions. You need to put two fingers up to, F- to FFP, as Manchester City have. <laughs> That's the only way that works. Everton aren't in a position where that works. Machiri, again, this will sound strange, is not ri- he's rich enough, but he's not going to plough yeah. hundreds of millions over just a couple of signings in the summer that will be the game changers. So they need to forget about that right now. Yeah, um, crazy. Um, Favourite moment from Carlo's tenure? Anfield win? Uh, from, from him, the greatest game was that. Love that. But then I equally thinking back to what you mentioned at the start of the show when we us three were last together, sitting watching us win 5-2 and I was saying, I was trying to calm Mike's nerves saying, we've got this one, don't worry about it. When <laughs> <laughs> they got it back to 2 all. that's one of my favourite moments personally um, of him. He's just a nice guy. He's a nice guy, and he did a hell of a lot. I think of good. I've got no ill feet. I've seen a lot of feelings towards look, 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 today. But. Any football club that could moan, without the exception of a certain few elite clubs, um, which we aren't a part of, and we're miles away from, can't complain if their manager gets offered a job by Real Madrid and they accept it. That's just simply not how life works. 
you go into goal there well, if you have any ambition well people are really going to want Fury there'll be some people who will be annoyed that there's no Fury but yeah. that's, that's the top and bottom of it there like isn't. you said yeah. uh, must have been about lunchtime Matt was football's a food chain Yeah. and the sooner I've said this for years and years and years the sooner Everton accept that football is a food chain the easier life will be for yeah. them because you look at teams like Leicester who accept that football is a food chain and things go well for them the sooner you stop fighting against it and the sooner yeah. you go with it and actually get smart with it and things will actually work out fine for you. Right, you Take him, f- by the way. Say Brendan Rodgers, but he'd never come. <laughs> have you got a favourite moment, Mike, from? Um, do you know what? Yeah, I agree with Dave. It's those early games in the summer. Yeah. It's it's just it's everything about that time. It's just how felt fresh, exciting, new. Yeah. We didn't yeah. know it was coming. All but how quickly it just turned to stagnant defending. Well, the one thing about that, Mike, I'll just throw back to what you started the show. That you're excited. Let's stick with that. <laughs> Do you know what I am though? Like, I, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I, I am excited because I think how many times have you said it? When we get to these situations, there's a hell of a hell of a job there. If someone can make it work. They've got a lot of resources available to them. They've got a squad that still has some really good players involved. If you can get it right and and, and play a different style that we all want, want to see, um, there's no reason why we shouldn't be excited. Except if it's Eddie Howe. Yeah. Well, we sit, we sit here, and we could do, we could do the doom and gloom thing, and yeah. we could say that everything is an absolute pile of dog poo. Yeah. Or we could just embrace what we have and really go with, you know what? Let's go with excitement. Let's see what comes next, because that's the only way we yeah. can really do this. Yeah. Try to avoid the revision. Yeah. Say what I've done as well. Say people two weeks have chatted about the England squad and stuff like that on our shows. <laughs> so at least you've got something to I was talk sat about. There, you know, because obviously you were busy over the weekend. <laughs> I was sat there thinking. Right, content over the summer. We're gonna have to talk about Calvin Lewin for England. Aren't we? We're gonna have to talk about Ben Godfrey for England. He's yeah. at, he's he's been sent home, and Dom won't get a game because Kane's yeah. gonna score did, all the didn't goals. Didn't Dom do well in his five minutes? When we were three 0 down against Croatia. Five like minute that. cameo, yeah. and we could just sit there ranting, raving. Tyrone Mings gets sent off and costs England the place in the semi-finals. Uh, there we go. Now we can talk. Why about, wasn't Ben there? You now we can talk about Edward Howe and uh, Graham Potter. <laughs> and all that. But yeah, uh, yeah, don't be putting Graham Potter in with Edward Howe. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah. We'll leave it there. Uh, cheers, Dave. Cheers to Mike. Like I said, uh, if you want to hear more from us, uh, do come and join us on Patreon on the Blue Room Extra. Uh, loads to talk about now, especially uh, patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra uh, for the Monday Brackets Tuesday show tonight because of the bank holiday and loads more going on this week. But uh, yeah, uh, that's been your emergency podcast for Carlo Angelotti leaving Everton. Uh, still mad to say, but yeah, fingers crossed. As Mike said, here's hoping things get better from here. At Jiffy Lube, it's our job to keep you moving. With a full range of services from oil changes and tire rotations to filters, wipers, and more, we've got what your car needs right when you need it, so you're ready for whatever's next. Putting you in the driver's seat of car care? That's a job for Jiffy. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.